Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Rabbitohs defense doing a good job of shifting towards the right-hand edge. I thought he should have passed that to Pompey was through. Third tackle now for the Warriors. Waiting and they go short side. Crash play potentially. Pompey! Montoya! And there he goes in the left-hand corner! Marcelo Montoya! They caught the Rabbitohs defense napping on the right-hand edge. And Tony Kemp, who said Marcelo Montoya for the first try scorer this evening, is licking his lips. It's four points to nil with a kick to come. And that was the only bright spot, really, for the Warriors in round 18 uh, as the NRL delivered yet again with some tremendous rugby league across the weekend featuring some really big blowout scores and a few soft performances with the Warriors. Uh, just heard it wilting in the rain at home. What it could have been uh, one of a season-defining win to instead resemble the team of uh, recent years. It was a bit of a worry. We'll need to get better with the Parramatta Eels uh, up on Saturday as will the Tigers and the Doggies who copped 50 points plus hidings, massive losses. Here to detail the action from the weekend is uh, rugby league great and SEN host of Sports Day, Scott Sattler. Scotty, good morning to you. Thanks for your time, mate. No worries, Smithy. It's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting weekend, but can I say to the New Zealand fans, although the, the result didn't go your way, um, which I don't think is a huge blip on the radar, to be quite honest, I've got to say, well done to all those fans that are turning out in those torrential conditions on, on Friday. That was amazing. So it was sold out uh, the previous Sunday. That doesn't happen very often in New Zealand sport, I can tell you, unless it's a, an all-black test match or a grand final of something, Scotty. So that was the good sign. But they did miss a, a chance uh, to send a message to the competition, and they did resemble um, a pretty average outfit, and we've seen too much of that in recent years. So uh, just a one-off, you feel? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't seen that uh, from the Warriors this year. And to be quite honest, I still don't think... I mean, there's going to be a lot of areas where Andrew Webster and his, his coaching team are going to look at um, some missed opportunities in the game against the Bunnies. Um, but they're coming up against a Bunnies side that were embarrassed the week before. They're always going to try and make a statement themselves. But I, I wouldn't be too concerned. I wouldn't think that this is going to be the, the downfall of the, the Warriors moving forward. I don't think they're going to all of a sudden go into some huge dive of um, because oh, I saw some, still saw some really good signs. I mean... You know, it's it, it, the good part about the Warriors this year has been their ability to be able to be resilient and be tenacious over long periods of time. And at times, they still showed that against against the Bunnies. And yeah, they didn't come away with the result. But the good part about the Warriors is this year is we haven't seen those results sort of over significant amount of weeks. So I, I think they're in a really good headspace, the Warriors. And I, I hope the playing group don't get beat themselves up because of that result over the weekend because we all have them. I mean... We saw some of those big results over the weekend. We've all had those in our career as well. So um, I don't think it's I don't think it's too concerning. The interesting thing that is so much of uh, what has been good about the Warriors this year is uh, it's been about Sean Johnson. Always so much written and said about him. Uh, he's a little bit flat the other night, um, and the combination with Luke Metcalf still seems to be bedding in a wee bit from our point of view. Yeah, absolutely. And in in Sean Johnson's defence, it probably wasn't the right conditions for a player 
uh, like him. And you can talk to a lot of those real fleet-footed halfbacks, those ones that have something a little bit special about their game. As a fast track is always great for them. Now in the wet, the most important thing about wet weather footy, other than holding the ball, of course, is the kicking game. It's really important to keep pinning your opposition down in their half down in their quarter and just in those wet conditions it just becomes the field seems like it's 200 metres long not 100 metres long and it's probably an area that he would like to probably have improved in on on uh, on the weekend but in saying that um, when you look at his games collectively across this year you know he's he's had one of his greatest seasons I think I think he's been one of the form halfback combinations Luke Metcalf is is a very good 5 now is going to be a sensational 5 moving forward and those combinations take time, you know, to, to try and build a long period of time. And um, I, I just know they've got the right coach. They've got the right coach to be able to to bring these this halves combination. Um, when you lead into the finals, oh, I think they're going to be a real dangerous pairing because they've got the right coach. They've got the right coach that knows how to um, how, how to merge uh, these connections because he did it at the, at the Penrith Panthers and it's sometimes it's harder to do when you've got a team like the Penrith Panthers when you've got these players that have played together for so long through the junior reps you've got to be able to introduce new things and sometimes players aren't, aren't open to that when they've been doing what they've been doing for a number of years and he was able to do that at the Penrith Panthers he'd be able to do it with Metcalf and Sean Johnson as well Right, uh, thanks very much for the positive signs there about uh, the, the uh, the blowout really started um, on Thursday night with the Sharks and the Dragons. Uh, Sharks 52, Dragons 16. They appear to be in uh, a bit of freefall, the Dragons, at the moment. Whereas the Sharks have got this habit of winning against sides who are perhaps not genuine contenders. Is there an issue there? Yeah, there is. There is, Smitty. And it's, it was proven last year as well. They're travelling along so well. and Just so, yeah, just so tough in everything they did and that's a reflection of their coach uh, Craig Fitzgibbon as a player he was like that as well he was always in your face Craig Fitzgibbon if the game went for a week he'd still be he'd still be playing at red line and um, what happened with uh, what's happening with the Dragons is, is a shame but um, you know that, that whole organisation at the moment is trying to make a stand off the field they're trying to make some really tough decisions on their playing group and especially Ben Hunt and, and they can really make a statement by doing that but on the field it's not sort of it's just not gelling at the moment, and it seems that there's a real disconnect across the entire organisation. But for the Cronulla Sharks, yeah, they've, they've got to be able to come out and, and win the real... Gr- they don't have to blow one of the top four teams off the park. They've just got to be able to be a, get into a grinding win, get to the other side of the 80th minute. Whether they've won by two or four points, they've got to be able to prove to people that when you know, the whips are cracking come finals time, when, when the game goes to another, another level... Now, they went out straight sets last year, so... Uh, it's going to be difficult for them to try and try and get over that mentally, psychologically. How do we break that? Well, the only way you break it is you just roll the sleeves up and you just, as a, as a group, have the ability to just overcome, you know, overcome challenges. And at the moment, they just they haven't got to that point yet. So it is a concern. Well, the match of the round, uh, I think everyone thought was uh, going to be uh, the Storm and the Panthers in the end. Uh, the Panthers were uh, way too good. In fact, they locked the storm down in the second half, um, which means um, every other side might be staring down the barrel of a three-peat here. Yeah, we see that. We see a little bit of a. If you believe in, um, if you believe in, oh, I suppose, um, you know, suspicious facts and stats. Well, you look at Nathan Cleary in 2021, Smithy. He missed five or six weeks with a shoulder injury. And then in 2022, he missed 
five or six weeks with a suspension. And 2023, he's going to miss five or six weeks with a hamstring injury. And so he'll, all, points sign, all signs point towards a, a three-peat. But outside of that, they are so far ahead of everyone else when it comes to do their defensive uh, resolve. And they've leaked very few points. Uh, even though they got out to a 14-0 lead the other day, Melbourne Storm, and looked really good. The Panthers just didn't panic. They just get themselves back into the game. They, they play set by set, and they just wait for the opposition to make a mistake, and then they pounce. Uh, so what they did against Melbourne, they scored once, and then they just got back into the game, and uh, they're so far ahead of everyone else at the moment. Um, and it's going to take a pretty good team to, to break them down. The team that I think that can break them down is if they finish in the top four of South Sydney. I think they've got the unpredictability to be able to break the defence of the Penrith Panthers. I mean, if they, they've still got two buys to come South Sydney, so the, the, the table at the moment is, is, I don't think it's a realistic table, but if South finish in the top four, I think they're the team that can, that can really break that stranglehold defensively that Penrith have got. Raiders Titans, perhaps um, not built as one of the matches of the rounds, but when you look at the blow by blow nature of it, and it was just the boot of uh, Jared Croker towards the end of it, which was the difference, it was a hell of a contest. It was. It was a really good game. Really tough to win down in Canberra. Uh, it could just be purely because of the, the conditions, freezing cold conditions, when, and, the, and the wind that, that blows through. Uh, Bruce Day or GIO Stadium down there. It's, it's really brutal. Um, and it usually hits you, Smithy, when you're warming up. When you're warming up, it, it's, your mind goes through all these, plays all these mind games. The weather plays all these mind games on you about, I'd rather be anywhere else but here. And sometimes you're defeated before you get on the field. But the Tides did a good job to get themselves back into the game. There's a, you know, there's a change of lead a number of times. Controversial call on the no David Fafita try before half time. I tend to think. Either way, they've got it right. The only thing is that Fafita looked like he pushed Jamal Fogarty. And um, and when you use the hands, oh, I, th- I think they probably got the right call there. But uh, And also a long-range try to Matty Timoko, who many are trying to understand like how it got to that. Was there a knock-on before? Did they play advantage? It's, yeah, it's, it's an absolute mess at the moment trying to get some of the interpretations. But um, overall, it was, it was a really good game. Canberra are a really exciting team to watch. I, they're one of the teams I really enjoy watching. You wouldn't have enjoyed uh, watching the, the weekend if you're a, a, a Tigers fan. 74 zip. Okay, the Cowboys yeah. are good. Uh, they're really good, but now they're talking about um, perhaps Benji Marshall taking over sooner rather than later. Uh, what does that mean for Tim Sheens? Uh, I mean, that honestly, for a very proud club, that is a horrible scoreline. It is, Smitty. Uh, there's no explanation for it. What I will say, in the first 12 or 13 minutes, I thought, this is a real contest, this. It was nil all. And they were going back and forth. It was played at a really high, high, uh, high pace, and and then when the Cowboys got one, they got two, they got three. And then you just see the body language of the, the Tigers players. And the problem with it, when and, I, and we've all been on the end of some of those those absolute floggings, you know, the 60-point floggings. We've all been there. And what happens is you become very individualised. You start thinking about, oh, OK, well, I'm just going to do my job and think about my my position in the team next, next week, which in some cases is not a bad thing. But then you just start separating yourself from the side, and that gets really dangerous. And you start making defensive decisions um, that, that are not in uh, when you're not in communication with your your inside and your outside defenders, your teammates, and and that's when 
a scoreline from 18 nil could all of a sudden become 30 nil really quickly. So I'm a, I'm a big supporter and I'm, I'm a big protector of Tim Sheens. I know how one how great of a coach he is. He's got a great innovative mind. He should be involved in the game um, at whatever level. Um, and I think that Benji will take over in 2024. He's really doing the coaching now. Tim Sheens is really having an overarching role. He's shielding Benji from a lot of the media and the scrutiny. That's why he attends the media conferences because he puts the flak jacket on and he's been there and done that for you know, 40, 40 or 50 years. So he knows what it takes to be able to take the pressure off Benji. Benji's coaching a lot of the side now, but I think he'll officially take over next year. And Tim Sheens still needs to be involved in that club in some capacity, whether it's head of football, head of director of coaching, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, they've... They've had a few, a lot of bad recruitment decisions they've made over the years as well, which admittedly Tim has been involved in. Um, but I think 2024, uh, if Benji takes over and, and just hopefully they can get some really good signings leading into 2024. And, um, and yeah, hopefully it's a change of fortunes for them. You know, it was the same Smithy in that um, that other game on the weekend as well, with the, the Bulldogs and the Knights, mm. which, yeah, I've got to say... The Knights, they struck really early and then they never looked like getting beaten, whereas the, the West Tigers actually, they put up a bit of a fight in the first 12 or 13 minutes. So take the scorelines in the way and you just looked at the, the game for itself. I thought, the, I thought the Bulldogs looked worse than the West Tigers, if that makes any sense whatsoever. But it was good for Newcastle because it takes a little bit of pressure off Adam O'Brien, the coach, who's mm. he's got crosshairs on him at the moment. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you about him, but it looks like uh, he can sleep easy for uh, maybe another week or two. Um, but uh, any hope at all, I mean, for the Bulldogs in sight? I mean, uh, the last thing you want to do is get a flogging like that, you know, in front of your own fans. I mean, uh, what are they thinking? Um, you know, this season obviously is, is a write-off now, but what what about going forward? What What has to happen there? Well, I think what they've done really smartly through Phil Gould, Phil Gould is their you know, general manager of rugby league, oversees everything in the rugby league department, uh, from recruitment to salary cap all the way through to their operations. Smithy, so what he's done really well at the start of the year, Phil Gould, is he created an environment with, or an expectation with the fans that we're, we're probably not going to play finals this year. Yeah, we made some good signings, we've got some good young kids coming through, we're going to have some wins, we're going to have some losses. But, you know, stick solid Bulldogs fans because this year's not going to be our year, but, you know, maybe 2024, 25, 26 will be our years when we start making the final. So he's read the room very early, Phil Gould, and he's he's tried to basically just drip feed the expectations into the fan base. And I think the fans have accepted it, to be honest. They've now started to turn on their own uh, over the last 24 to 48 hours after that, uh, 24 hours after that result yesterday. So, um yeah, but as rugby league and sport always throws out to me, they, they're on the right path, the Bulldogs, in the sense that they've got a good coach in Cameron Serraldo, and he is a good coach. They've got some really good juniors that are coming through. They've got some players that are still in their first year of first grade. They've signed some seasoned veterans who could be better, uh, mind you. Um, but they, funnily enough, they are, they're on the right path. I mean, take yesterday's um, result out of the equation. And, you know, many would argue... What have you been smoking, Fats? Because this season has been hasn't been any better than last season. But sometimes it's you've got to take the the long road, and that's what Phil Gould's been doing. He's taking the long road. He's, um, but again, if they're in the same position next year, 
uh, Smitty. Questions will be asked about Phil Gould and, and Cameron Serralda and which direction they're taking. So, watch this space. What's the space? Uh, Scotty, I, I was I was uh, thinking that the Dolphins might have run their race, a very brave race, first season in. Uh, and then I saw the performance against the Broncos, which was a game that perhaps um, they might have stolen in the end. Yeah, they could have stolen. Uh, very dour first half. This was played at the Gabba, which is the home of the, the Brisbane Lions, the AFL side. Uh, a game hasn't been played there in over 70 years, a rugby league game. So because of the Women's World Cup, uh, Suncorp Stadium is being used, so they've got three games at uh, at at uh, the Gabba. So forty thousand turned up as well. Um, quite a unique experience for rugby league, and it's quite a dour first half. It was one of the worst first halves I've seen this year. But in saying that, the the Dolphins have been a really good defensive side this year, and the ball, uh, the Broncos did what they had to do in the second half and came down to the the individual brilliance of Selwyn Cobbo, their, their young winger who will probably be named back in the Queensland side this today, I, I would think, at 11.30 Australian time. Um, but, yeah, they just... The, the good teams find a way to win, and that's what the Broncos did. You know, it wasn't convincing, and many are thinking, oh, the Broncos have hit a hurdle. I'll start heading downward spiral like they did last year. No, they're, they're a good side, the Broncos. If they can keep Adam Reynolds on the field, and a lot of their players are a year older... Um, they're a real threat to this competition, the, the Brisbane Broncos. And the Dolphins, well, I tell you what, I, I thought they would have won the wooden spoon this year by the length of the mile with their signings that they made. Um, but they've proven everyone wrong, and they captured the Brisbane imagination really, really early, which they needed to. So and a lot of Brisbane Broncos fans are, are also following, um, you know, just at a distance of following the Dolphins as well. And just finally, um, Scotty, uh, Seagulls 18, Roosters 16 Two very proud clubs that are not really uh, Going to threaten it seems This season or will they? Uh, no I don't think they will um, The Roosters were a lot of People's premiership favourites at the start Of the year. There's something happening Internally there and I wouldn't say It's anything to do with their, their organisation There's something going on there Amongst their playing group is a reason why they have... Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries, but they've still got top-quality class players, world-class players, to be sitting to be sitting better than where they are at the moment. There's something that's happened amongst that playing group, whether it's individuals' mindsets and decisions they're making off the field, the way they're living their life, whatever it may be, there's something that's destabilised that playing group. I don't know because I'm not in there, and I may be wrong, but if you've got world-class players and you're not getting the results, but not only not getting the results, Smitty, but you're, you're throwing up some of the rugby league they've thrown up this year. There's something going on uh, amongst that playing group that's, that's made them disconnected. And um, I may be way off the mark, but you can usually read... When you've been in the game a long time, you can usually read playing groups and what's going on. And there's something missing there. Now, to answer your question, no, I don't think they'll threaten, uh, but I've got to say, the game yesterday at Brookvale was... I reckon was probably top three games of the season. It just had everything. It had... I think eight or nine lead changes. Uh, it just had some amazing individual performances. And Daly Cherry Evans, I mean, he's 34 years of age, Daly, and he's just playing some of, some of his best rugby league consistently. So, and he'll lead the Origin, Queensland Origin team into game three, and um, which will be named today for both sides, and and hoping that he can, you know, create a clean sweep, which he's never he's never captained. Scotty Sattler, fantastic. Uh, really appreciate the fact that you made yourself available to us uh, on reviewing round 18. So a couple of blowouts and 
Uh, some very interesting things to talk about. Well summarised, uh, we, we really appreciate it, mate. Thank you for your time. Have a terrific week, eh? Hey? Anything for you, Smitty, and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you next time.